Cam, have you heard of uh, Nukem's test? I have not heard of Nukem's Duke Nukem's test. Okay, so there's two boxes in a room, and each box is five thousand dollars. Okay, and when you enter the room, an AI scans your brain. And then you get inside and the AI is like, "Okay, hey, so when you got in here, I scanned your brain and I can always predict with 99 percent accuracy what someone is going to do after scanning their brain like that. Okay, so I'm giving you two options right now. You can either take box A or you can take both boxes. Now, both boxes definitely have $5,000 in them. However, if you pick just box A, my brain scan would have predicted that you would pick just box A, and I put $20,000 more into that box. But if you pick both boxes, there's no extra money in it. It's still just $5,000 in each box. So if I take both boxes, I get $10,000. But the robot told me if I pick box A, he gives me $20,000. In addition to the five that's already in there. Yeah, so $25,000. So I pick box A. Money, I, please. I pick, bo- I pick box A. I pick box A. <laughs> Money, please. Mm, is that going to be a cash thing or a check thing, Rylan? How are you getting that over to me? Uh, it's going to be um, one of those big... Big checks, big, big checks. So the Duke Nukem test was invented to test whether people like money. I take box A. <laughs> but you could take both boxes. But that's less money. That's only $10,000. You, you, like, you were like, you can take both and only get $10,000. Or you could take one box and get $25,000. $20,000. $20,000, please. The money is already in the boxes, and no money's going to be taken out of the boxes. We are not questioning that. That's fine. I want it in there. That's where it's supposed to be, because that's where I get it from. Put it in the box, and I take box A, because there's $20,000 in there. Are you saying I can have a box filled with money that I can never open? Is that what you're saying? It predicts. It it can predict with 99% certainty what you're going to do. No, so? Nothing. I'll buy it a drink. Cam, have you heard of uh, Ryland's conundrum? It's this problem where you've got two boxes in a room, right? One of them guaranteed full of money. There's another box, though, guaranteed full of money. There's a robot nearby. He's over here just jerking off to how much he knows about people's brains. It has nothing to do with your life. Guaranteed you're going to go home with at least five months rent, though. How does that sound as a millennial? I feel great about that. All right. Yes, Ryland's conundrum. They're talking about it in Harvard. I feel like I explained it too well because you guys. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. My job to give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life pile. 
This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that teaches your grandma how to dye her mustache. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm an Instagram famous YouTuber who first got popular making people horny on League of Legends, Dylan Bergasa. Blue kangaroo machine. It's Ryland. These catchphrases are getting better and better and more succinct. I wanted to do something with green mean bean machine, and then I just got blue kangaroo machine. Yeah, because blue kangaroo machine was the nonsense crazy one, but green bean machine was the one that was like, oh, duh. I'm a blue kangaroo machine. Who was that kangaroo? Dunkaroo's kangaroo. Mm. Did he have a name? Dunky. Dunkle Roo. We got some ice cream the other day and it's brownie and cookie and they call it brookie. Uh, that's bad. That's I, a bad thing they did. I hate it. Have you did you call the police? Yeah. I said, uh, clean up on aisle 16. We got some brookie over here. Somebody squatted down, took a brookie. <laughs> Sounds like something a two-year-old says. Daddy, I made brookie. Oh, that's really cute. Oh, Ryan's ready to be a father. Life Pile Podcast is the podcast for people who don't let facts get in between them and the lifestyle section. Every week we bring you lifestyle tips and review some of the hottest lifestyles to live. I've got a lifestyle tip to start us off. Everybody, put your feet shoulders width apart. Okay? Think about any time you've been taught how to do anything. Throw a baseball. Use a sewing machine. Any instructions you ever use. Play a violin. What's the very first thing they tell you? Put your feet a shoulder's length apart. Mm-hmm. First time you learn how to golf. Put your feet a shoulder length apart. Do I have to do I have to tell you guys everything? Why do I see people who still don't have their feet a shoulder length apart? It's the it's the first step to every single thing you do. Why aren't you just doing it already? So are you meaning to tell me this whole time I've had my left legs kind of curled under me side saddle style and my right leg fully outstretched going up underneath your t-shirt cupping your left breast? That's been the wrong way to podcast. That's the wrong way to do it. Oh my god. Okay? Because when you have your feet a shoulder width apart, you're always ready for anything life's going to bring at you. Yeah. Always. Okay. I took Taekwondo when I was a eight year old lad. And that was like the beginning of every, <laughs> that was the beginning of every lesson uh, for a move was like feet, shoulder, like the part. And my, oof, don't remember what teachers are called in Taekwondo. It's not the one that you guys are thinking of. Anyways, teacher was like, that's because <laughs> if I tried to push you over right now, I can't see. And he pushed me and I fell over immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he pushed you off over because he is mad as hell. Because teacher's like, how many goddamn times do I have to tell these little punks? Put your feet a shoulder width apart. What the hell? Dylan will not stop asking me if there's a pink belt. I don't know how many ways to say it. No. <laughs> and for some reason, he can't remember the word for teacher in this dojo, whatever experience you'd call this taekwondo. Senpai. Senpai. I can't do it. And I think it's because my eyeballs are in my head and not like hovering above my shoulders to look straight down my body because I have like body blindness i don't know what to call it but like i don't i don't know what my body's doing cam like i can't dance i can't fucking do anything with this body i don't know how to move it and put it in the place that you want it to be what are you saying you don't know how to use your body let's just do a quick test so we understand what ryan's talking about ryan i want you to go ahead and close your eyes okay 
Okay, now extend your arms out, straight out at your sides. He's doing okay. it. Okay, now I want you to attempt to place your right pointer finger on your nose. Okay? <laughs> Don't okay. look. Don't open your eyes. Just without looking. And oh, that's your mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's in his mouth. <laughs> oh, he's choking. Oh, what? no, take what it out. I... Take it out, Rylan. Oh. Take it out. <laughs> so I think we have an idea of what kind of experience Rylan's dealing with. <laughs> I wonder if that extends to his tongue and his vocal cords. Like, if Rylan isn't aware that he's recording a podcast right now, he's just... <laughs> it's true. Can't... That's why Rylan's always pinching his nipples. He's feeling the vibrations through his chest. Yeah. Exactly. It's my echolocation. Are there... Were there animals who have limbs that they don't that kind of have a mind of their own is that what a <laughs> the octopus has 60 percent of its neurons not in its brain but in its tentacles and the tentacles show uh many signs of thinking independently Ooh. oh my god no including don't say that. in a test on repeated occasions they separated an arm off an octopus mm. and the octopus arm went hunting mm. Wild detached, caught fish, and tried to fe- feed it to the mouth, which, you know, wasn't there anymore. Wow. This is bullshit. Okay, this is lies propagated by the Octopi CEO company. They're coming in saying, I, I didn't grab her butt. This thing's got a mind of its oh own. Look, gosh. I cut it off and it went and grabbed this fish. It's, it's bullshit. They know what they're doing with those tentacles. This, of course, everyone knows about Octopus CEO Company, the only company that sells <laughs> Octopus CEOs to anyone with the money to buy one. And, you know, I bought one because there's something so adorable about that little octopus running around my kitchen with its power suit on. And it keeps chugging and be like, that's how octopi talk. Like Blue's Clues? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I do want a baby. <laughs> He's ready. He's ready. Y'all, I got a tip. Summer's here if you live in Chicago and maybe other cities. It's 80 degrees. And if you're like me, you are Gucci enough to live in your own place, but poor enough that it doesn't have things you need like air conditioning so how are you gonna stay cool this summer time well i got some tried and true tips for you tip one open up your windows because you always think closing them is gonna shield <laughs> you from the hot outside the sun's out there dylan i've learned that no you gotta let a little sun juice in apparently I'm I'm not a scientist, so I don't know how it fully works. But I in in my tests, I've noticed that opening windows will help. Don't put all your blankets on when you sleep at night. I keep doing mm. this because that's like a shield, right? It's mm. a heat it shield. Heat right? It keeps the heat out. Deflects the just like windows. So as you guys can imagine, after my third hospital trip, I was like, all right, maybe I need to crunch the numbers. Do something this out. with the windows and that. Oh, this is a new one that Cam taught me. Sometimes when you're shopping around at Costco, you can find those boxes of sugary fruit juice that's been infused in tubes of ice and then wrapped in plastic. They uh-huh. sometimes call those uh fruit dildos and otter (laughs) otter pops and Mm -hmm. cam has opened my eyes and explained that you can take those fruit dildos and rub them and wiggle them all over your body and that's a quick little cool down remedy i loved fruit dildos so much when i was a kid 
that all through elementary, middle, and high school, mm-hmm. people are just like, hey, you fruit, you fruit dildo. You fruit dildo. And they're like, oh, they know my favorite snack. <laughs> they know my deal. My reputation precedes, precedes me. me. You were like, yeah, what's up, skateboard? <laughs> <laughs> hey there, football. Yeah. I'm not going to rub on you to cool you down. Stop asking. Ryland, is it not hot in the state of Colorado? It's, it's, uh, a nice temperature okay. it's warm but not too hot i like it. I, i'm just trying to revolutionize this podcast by talking about stuff like the weather mm, no one talks like, about no that. one talks about the weather let's talk about the stuff no one ever talks about i i got one do you guys know how many days left till the weekend <sighs> i know i'm counting i'll tell you i'm working <sighs> for that weekend you get a yeah yeah you you doing anything oh, you doing anything fun next weekend <laughs> <laughs> That's my tip. Stay cool. Wow. That's a great tip. I got a tip for you guys. Um, I've noticed, I don't know if this is a real thing or maybe something I made up, but I feel like people out there don't think magic is cool. And in, in fact, they think the opposite. They're like, magic is fucking dorky. Mm-hmm. And I think that's bullshit. Mm. So life tip. If you think magic is dorky, you're wrong. Change your mind, okay? Mm. Magic cool. Magic cool. Convince me. Sell me magic. Okay, so let's say, um, let's say I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a ball, right, Dylan? Uh huh. And I give you a ball. I put it in your hand. You can feel that ball. Then I say look down and you're looking at your empty hand there's no ball in it dude cool (laughs) now is magic cool or is telling people stories about how a magic trick would go even cooler Ryland I want (laughs) to I want you to imagine that I'm handing you a ball okay you stretch out your hand I put a I put my hand face down in your hand I'm pressing a ball you could feel it okay right I move my hand away you close your hand when you open it you're in serbia you're looking around you're (laughs) shivering you're still in your t-shirt and your gym shorts how did i get here that's my the way my magic trick would go wow yeah i got a little magic trick for you island ready for this yes i just disappeared the statue of liberty (gasps) it's gone it's missing what's this I just brought it back google it google google statue of liberty i'm googling it i'm googling it is it there it's back. It's back. It's back, guys. It's back. That's magic. That's can, real magic. Can you do magic? No, I can't do magic. <laughs> but I do watch a lot of YouTube videos, and my favorite thing to do is go down into the comments and see how it was done. Oh. That, I hate. I hate that. Well, it's against the law to have any fun on the internet, so people have to ruin it as fast as possible. Yeah. No, but it's hilarious because so many people are wrong, and they're just like, oh, I know totally how this was done. See, when he put the ball in his hand, really what he did is chop that man's hand off and replace it with a prosthetic limb. So, like, he didn't even know. And they think that they're right, but they're wrong. It's like the internet is garbage and i'm so ready for it to not exist anymore but it is a nice kind of like drain strainer it's catching all the hair and conditioner as far let me start this metaphor over again the (laughs) internet is kind of like uh it's kind of like uh it's like a gutter it's like a sewer a colander so the internet's like a colander (laughs) and it catches all those people who are so fucking boring that their idea of fun is to be like, I'm right. 
and I need to ruin it all the time. It's like, oh, can you imagine being that boy? I just, I just, it sounds, it's, I feel, I feel for them. I feel sad. This story makes me sad. Are you not an internet fighter? You're not an internet fighter? No. Why would I ever? I so am. But the bad thing is like, it'll take up my whole day. What? Like, I'll I'll write one controversial comment. Like what? What like, kind of stuff do you internet, <laughs> internet fight about? What kind of stuff do you internet fight about? Yeah. All right. Well, have you guys heard of Nukem's theory? Okay. Oh so you put... Oh, my God. You walk into anyway. a room with two boxes. I, I, got a qu- I got a question for you. Have you ever, quote, unquote, won an internet fight and had someone be like, yeah, man point you yeah i know um if you're fighting on the internet you've already lost yes you've lost time you've lost energy to entropy you can never get back and like if you wanna quote won an argument would you like never do it again or would that gas you up and you'd be like yeah i'm gonna get the next one how how do you change a mind you how do people change minds I think it's a sword in the stone thing. If you want someone to like believe anything that you believe, it's not going to happen by like loudly saying it at them because everyone's too proud. I don't know anyone who's so, so devoid of pride that they will be like, okay, fine. So you're right. Like, can you imagine? (laughs) No, that's so sad. You need to give people the space to, to, form opinions on their own but they won't they'll just keep in this fucking little nut they're gonna keep in their nut dude and never break out of that shell i think i i trust people to bust out of their nut if they (laughs) like are given like a gentle gently presented with new information but i think outright interrogation and and grandstanding is never gonna work i think that people's beliefs are a result of the mode of their system of thinking. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to change their beliefs without changing the mode yeah. of their reasoning. But unless you've trained yourself to adopt new modes of thinking, then you're not really in, you haven't developed the skills to change your mind about stuff. Like it's a skill. Mm-hmm. And if it's like, how do I get these people to snowboard? Well, if they're not, if they don't snowboard, if they don't try, it's not going to happen. It's not a thing you can like make people do. Yeah. So that's my lifestyle tip. Stop thinking magic isn't cool. It's cool. Here's here's you want to know how to make magic cool, Ryland? How? First step. Put your feet a shoulder distance apart. <laughs> this is why you haven't gotten magic cool yet is because you can't get your feet a shoulder width apart i was in a musical uh you guys know the musical footloose (laughs) yeah and uh i believe there are some youtube videos out there of no 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 that's not where this is going this is not going there thing about this podcast we we've essentially been doing it for years because ryland's been creating supplementary content for it since he was a (laughs) wee lad it's a it's a musical about dancing and i played the main character 
And I was supposed to teach the whole town how to dance again. And I do not know how to dance. You know why he doesn't know how to dance? He could never get his feet shoulder width apart. My eyes are not floating above my shoulders. How am I supposed to do that? I don't know where my feet are, dude. It's it's called proprio proprioception? Proprioception. I don't have it. Whatever it is, I don't have it. You know, when my whole town forgets how to dance, I think the guy I'm going to elect to bring us all back to dance is the guy who has no idea where his feet are located. (laughs) (laughs) I can't dance. I have two left feet or something. I don't know. I I have no idea where they are. I have a couple sentient tentacles down there. What do you want me to do? Stop thinking for yourselves. (laughs) Y'all, you know when that y'all squeaks out. Y'all, do y'all like Y'all, I got a lifestyle tip for you. (laughs) Do you want to hear it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beg for it. Oh, please, Tell me how much you want it. Oh, I want it. I want it. I want it. All right, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Call it what you will but there's one law of the land as far as i'm concerned that's the laws of the supernatural and the way that they influence the way we move through the world we don't we don't respect those enough and it can have some pretty dire consequences so i'm gonna school everyone in the life pile audience about the superstitions they are not heeding in order to best protect themselves going forward so first off i want everyone to stop putting two mirrors right across from each other because in mexico it is believed that putting two mirrors across from one another opens a doorway for the devil to come through even though it looks cool i can't not do that i need to see the back of my head somehow and you need to see where your feet are. You need to see where <laughs> Rylan needs a ton of mirrors to know where his body parts are at all times. If, if Rylan's not going to put two mirrors opposite of each other, why did he spend all this money on the back of a head tattoo? <laughs> I will say that everyone knows that if you want to make a deal with the devil, you go down to the mirror funhouse. And, and wait for him to walk out. Yeah. Cam, you, true or false, got an affinity for knives, a preoccupation with the sharp and pointies. Hey, sharp knife is a safe knife, okay? And it's one of the most useful tools we have. And in the medieval ages, they ate only with knives because they thought the forks were made by the devil. Whoa. The devil, researching this segment has taught me is in everything. So we're hopefully going to get some more devil out of your life. You can do that with this because supposedly if you gift someone with a blade, it means that you're severing that relationship. So in order to maintain your relationship with someone, if they give you a knife or a set of knives as a gift, you need to give them a coin in return. And that maintains your, your relationship. Otherwise you guys are going to see a rift open up real soon. Oh no. Knife Wait, you they give you a coin or you give them a coin in return you, for the you receive, knife. If you're the knife receiver, you got to be a coin giver. 
Okay, I need to give my mom a couple coins then, because she loves giving me knives. I used to have a knife collection. <gasps> I've mentioned it a couple times. I had an Egyptian dagger that I'm going to stab uh, home intruders with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my sword that I keep in my car. Yeah. I have a dragon knife that reads books. What does um, that mean? What does... It just, it has a little book that it, it, so the hilt is a dragon holding a book. So that just it's one reading. book. It just has one book. It's not going through multiple volumes. Okay. Well, it, it's a slow reader, the but problem, it'll get there. <laughs> the problem with stabbing a home intruder with your Egyptian knife is that after you stab him, knife to pull out all of his organs and put them in jars, mm-hmm. making it out of mm-hmm. good linen and you're wrapping up the body. It's a whole bunch of work. It's, it's a true. whole rigmarole. Yeah. After you stabbed that home intruder and you go pay your respects <laughs> at his burial, there's a Filipino tradition called pag-pag that dictates people should not go straight back home after a wake or a funeral. Otherwise, a bad spirit might tag along and come home with you. And so mourners are supposed to make a stop at a restaurant or store first before you go home, just in case. And I love this tip, you guys, or this superstition, the super, super stit. Now I'm not going to try to make up any more vocab words for this fucking show. <laughs> I like this superstition because it's essentially saying you are for sure going to catch bad spirits at a funeral, but then you need to go drop them off at Babies R Us. Yes. Otherwise, it is going to follow you home. Now, this is a great superstition because it has very good practical effects. Uh-huh. I remember when I was like nine, ten years old, I was watching the History Channel, and there's this documentary about this famous kidnapping where they were trying to kidnap the nine or ten-year-old son of a millionaire. Oh, And they had the whole kidnapping all perfectly planned out. But the day of the kidnapping, the kid took a different route home from his baseball game. And they ended up kidnapping a different kid who was walking on that kid's normal path. And ever since then, I've always taken different paths home every day. Because you can't kidnap me because you can never tell where I'm going to be. All right. So this superstition, live it, you guys. You gotta ditch those ghosts. Yeah. Bad kidnapper spirits. Thanks, Pag Pag. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Now, we all we all love a good cheers. We all love a good toast. We all love a good uh, celebration. However, in Germany, you are not supposed to cheers with water because it means you're actually wishing death upon people. According to Greek mythology, I looked this up because I was like, what, how, what? According to Greek mythology, the dead would always drink from this river in the depths of the underworld in order to forget their corporeal lives. And as a result, uh, the Greeks would always toast to the dead with glasses filled with water to symbolize their voyage via the river. Don't cheers with water because you're essentially telling everyone, I want you to die. There's a lot of death in these superstitions. Death, devils, demons. Triple Ds. Give me those triple Ds. Triple D superstitions. <laughs> or you do cheers with water. Because you want him to you... die. <gasps> yeah. Trick. <laughs> <laughs> you need to not sleep with your head facing north. According to Japanese superstition, that is the direction of bad luck because that's how the deceased are laid to rest. Also, you're not supposed to sleep with your head facing west. This is a superstition that exists in Africa because that is the way that the dead are buried and you are wishing death upon yourself. You need to keep your new shoes off of the table because in Britain it's considered bad luck because the way you tell people that someone died is you take that person's shoes and you put them on their table. That is wishing death on someone. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's a lot of poop superstitions too. Ooh, I like that. If you step in dog poop, it's considered good luck in France. Ugh, gross. But you gotta do it with your left foot. Ew. If you do it with your right foot, you're wishing death on the dog. Precisely. No, it's just bad luck. May I tread <laughs> on this dog as I tread on its shit. Also, bird poop. Good for you. Yeah. I've had a bird poop on my head and it was a good year for me. So <laughs> what? What was it this year? No, it was a while ago, but it was a good year. Did you know Chinese Zodiac, if it is the year that you're born in, like if it's the year of the dog and you are a Chinese Zodiac dog, that's bad luck for you and you're going to have bad luck that whole year. Really? Yeah, that's what they say. Oh, it's weird. I don't know why, but keep that in mind. <laughs> I'm a sheep. I'm a, I'm a monkey. Are you fucking lucky? Horse? Cam doesn't know or care. I'm a 1976 Ford Chevy. There we go. (laughs) If there is an owl in your house, and we've all been there, Italian superstition says that someone in your family will die soon. (laughs) Don't play with yo-yos. Syria banned those in 1933 because they caused drought. What? (laughs) Giving yellow flowers is not a nice gesture. In Russia, it means you're cursing your friend with infidelity. Cursing them. Pregnant women should give in to their cravings. Canadian superstition, which I love that there's Canadian superstition because they've been around for like 20 years, I think. Uh, Expectant mothers who are craving fish but like don't eat it end up having a baby with a fish head. It's kind of like you are what you don't eat kind of situation. Another Canadian superstition. If you don't keep your milk in a bag, you'll have a bad year of luck. Real? Oh. That's why all their milk's in bags. <laughs> Milky bag Canadian. Dylan, I think we can cut in here because I'm I'm pretty sure me and Ryland have this list entirely memorized. Do you? Uh, for instance, <laughs> in France, you never text back immediately because that's wishing death on the person. Yeah. So you always play it coy for twenty or thirty minutes before you're like, yeah, I'll see that movie with you tonight. Okay. Okay. Ryland, what's your favorite superstition? Uh, after every time you go to the bathroom in Canada, you're supposed to go to the nearest Tim Hortons. Otherwise, the scent will follow you everywhere. So, Which is why they're so successful. <laughs> yeah, that's their true secret and, to success. And why their restaurants all just smell like outhouses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Canada, you have to accept your Tim Hortons with your right hand. Because if you do it with the left hand, you're wishing death on Tim Horton. <laughs> do y'all have personal superstitions? I I guess there's superstition and there's just like being safe. I was always worried if I walked barefoot up steps made of stone that I would catch the corner of the step underneath my toenail. Uh, oh! 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 <laughs> That's like superstitious of me. Oh. So superstitious. Oh, that's so gross. Um, what are my other ones? You know, Dylan, um, because the stairway to hell is made out of not good intentions, but actually stones. If you walk barefoot on stair steps, then you're wishing death on yourself. Superstition. Keep an eye out there. I have one. Um, So my superstition is if I cross a street while a car's there. Well, here's my superstition. I don't 
across the street when a car's there. <laughs> I just pretend that I'm not going that way, and I will look at a sign <laughs> or turn around and walk the opposite direction <laughs> and just and then once the car's gone then i go across the street ryland and i are in this kind of interesting uh, zone that i think is in the neighborhood of superstition but it's kind of just like social anxiety and also <laughs> just like safety stuff i was gonna say i have a superstition where like every time i get out of my car and i park it somewhere i lock the doors that i think that's just called safety i don't know that that's here's, superstition. here's the thing though is you have these little incongruities like ryland moved to chicago for a month but he was never able to leave the same block he was living on so it didn't work out <laughs> but here's the thing you have this and it's just a little idi- idio- idiosyncrasy thank you um well you got some of those and for right now it's like oh well dylan just doesn't want to get concrete under his toenails mm-hmm. oh stop but down the line in the future your children are going to absorb these behaviors from you and then their children are going to absorb their behavior from you and then rylan's grandchildren and great-grandchildren will be like why can't we cross the street and their parents can be like, I don't know. It's you're wishing death on yourself. I don't know. Shut up. I'm so tired and I've never <laughs> left this block. <laughs> I think I'm passing on my good genes, my survival of the fittest genes. It's not like that's what's really making me do it. It's like my body's like, no, if you do this, you'll die. <laughs> if you cross and the street, you'll die. All those weak yeah. links that are crossing the street at crosswalks are just. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ever since mankind modernized himself the human's only predator is the crosswalk and it weeds the sick and infirm out of the human herd is that not social anxiety it's like a misplaced survival instincts that are like you'll die if people i mean think about it our ancestors evolved in tribes riding through the sahara or jungle or whatever frozen tundra we were living in and just like a lion clan where there's like the lion who's on top and then a young lion comes along and fights him for supremacy. You have to be able to predict and reason which part and which group you should join up with or else you're going to get killed and all your kids are going to get killed and your whole line is gone. So we are inbred with social skills because they are literally the only thing that's been keeping us alive for thousands of years. And if we hadn't, or if our ancestors hadn't have had good social skills, we would have been killed and removed from the gene pool. Yeah, I'd say my social skills feel pretty inbred. They're uh, a little genetically shallow and not quite developed. I think you're right, Kim. There's something to that. Did y'all grow up in superstitious households? I grew up in like a Christian household. Well... Well, Wait, now hold. Now hold. That's arguably superstitious, huh? Ooh. I had to throw away all of my Pokemon cards when I was 10 <sighs> because I was... If you hold the two hollow cards up across <laughs> from each other, they reflect and it makes a portal for the no, devil. because they were the... Yeah, because they were the... De- essentially, yeah. And I same with my Zelda games. I had to throw ocarina of time away because it was inviting the devil into my life any flute playing invites the devil so our i don't know christianity oof Oof. hot take hot take alert hot take hot take it's just a uh a web of superstition no i don't know i think that's a component though totally totally 
There's been so much oral. Mm. There's been so much oral oh. history. <laughs> in the in it, where Christianity is getting passed down through all these people who have biases and opinions, and I think they sprinkle a lot, a little. I'm trying to think of some good Christian superstitions. Well, I got one for you. What? Tell me. My dad grew up uh, going to school at Mullen Catholic Boys School Ooh. in Colorado. And he got his health class from a nun. Ooh. My dad remembers and tells the story of getting the class talk about masturbation from the nun. Mm. She said, and don't touch yourself. Because if you do, you'll go blind. Yeah. And one of the kids in the cl- class raised his hands <gasps> and said, well, can I just do it until I need glasses? <laughs> <laughs> Icon legend, legend. Oh. but that's not, very not good. because he wanted to masturbate. He just thought glasses are cool. If I, if that's what I, if I have to masturbate to get some glasses, fine, I'll do it. I'm going to be hip this season. Also, I feel like at that time, at the t- it's interesting the time that the, or you'll go blind thing was going around. We didn't have like widespread pornography. And so most people were just going from memory or picturing stuff in their mind anyways if i go blind in the when, when did your when was your dad a little boy the 1920s <laughs> uh then it's no sweat i'll just imagine it sorry you- papa johnson i know that you were born more recently than that <laughs> uh, don't add me <laughs> i know i grew up in a household with some crazy superstitions yeah my mom like very reasonable lady in a lot of ways mm-hmm. But she would flip out at some of the most innocuous things. Hmm. Like there was a big thing in my house that it was bad luck to shove a fork in an outlet. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, gee, a little little level from the old country, I guess, guess. you know, but what can you do? It's my mom. I love it. Yeah, my dad was kind of the same way. He had this thing where he had to sit in the same chair uh, at the dinner table for every single dinner because he felt like if he didn't do that he wouldn't be able to see the sports game on the tv across from him <laughs> and it was just like superstitious such a crazy superstition dude superstitious old man All right. can't teach an old dog new tricks <laughs> so i think we've really gotten to the core and the heart <laughs> and the meaning of what superstitions are they are survival instincts they are religions and they're just common common sense. Super bad luck to drink any of the bottles from underneath the sink. Yeah. Super bad, bad luck. Oh, so, such bad luck. Don't do it. Don't do it. You'll go blind. Uh, I got a lifestyle for you guys. Okay. Please. And uh, this one's going to leave you in tears. Oh. So I know maybe you guys come here to learn lifestyle tips and uh, learn mm-hmm. how to live a better life. But mm-hmm. today... I'm going to learn how to make you cry. Okay. Learn me how to make you cry. <laughs> learn me how to make me cry. How am I going to do that? Vampires. Okay. Oh. So a lot of people think about vampires as like some kind of like, Ooh, yeah. Dracula, right? Hey, 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 you want to suck your blood? Uh-huh. My name is. Hey, <laughs> Oi, I'm walking a, here. Oi, just a smidgen of your blood. Oi, hey. hey, Madracula, who wants a pizza? Uh, 
<laughs> but <laughs> but little did you know there were real life vampires in America. Did you guys know that? No. It's hard to know something that's not true. Right? <laughs> uh, well, guess what? You ever hear of this um, this place? I don't know. What What is that place called, Rylan? Oh, oh what? I don't know. What was that place called? Oh, yeah. Oh it was called the Smithsonian. Yeah, that's right. SmithsonianMag.com. Rylan doesn't even need us for the podcast anymore. He's just doing it with his multiple personalities. One of the most prestigious institutions of historical figuring, keep keeping history in the United wow. States. Christ has an article about the real life vampires of New England. Go pass. This is going to turn out to be about bats. <laughs> okay. And then he, we're taking the long scenic route on the, yeah. this segment. He's like, and in New England, there's a radio show they got where they told a story from a book. Ooh, I'm a Dracula. I said Bram Stoker. I don't even know her. I love a clam chowder. How did you know? <laughs> That's a perfect vampire impersonation. <laughs> so... A little more than a century ago, there were documented vampires mm. in Rhode Island. Oh. So what families would do to stop vampires, there's a little truth to the they sleep in coffins. Because really, how you stop a vampire is you go to the gravesite of your dead relative who just died recently. And you dig up their body and you take out their heart. <gasps> And why? Why do you do that? Because they just died recently, but they're coming back to your family and they're sucking the blood out of all of your relatives. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. So think about that one. Huh? Is this this is your segment? <laughs> <laughs> this is your segment is vampires and think about that one. Okay, okay, here's the real deal, okay? What was really happening here? People were getting sick, and then they were dying, but they were leaving behind the disease with their family members. So they would go bury a recently dead family member, but then their their other family member would get sick, and they'd be like, oh, shit, that guy that we thought was dead, Uncle Ben, he must be coming back and sucking the blood out of Aunt Mary. But really, Aunt Mary was just sick with the same disease that Uncle Ben had. And then Peter Parker came in. I was going to say, I think, I think Peter had something to do with this. Great germs come great responsibility. And so instead of like going to a doctor, they were like, no, let's let's go dig up Uncle Ben's corpse and let's rip open his chest cavity. And they oh mistook God. the signs of decomposition as being like, oh, shit, he looks better now. Because, like, they, when they died, they would be, like, really skinny from their sickness. But when they were in the ground rotting, they would bloat up. And it would make them look like they just had a full Ugh. meal. Like, they just Ugh. sucked the blood out of Aunt Mary. So People are so stupid. Yeah, people are fucking stupid. It goes really well with your segment, actually, Dylan. Of stupid-ass now, superstitions. Yeah. Now, hold on. I don't think it's stupid, Nearly as much as it is, if you haven't heard of microorganisms, 
then you're just living your life, right? And you notice one day that Uncle Ben gets really pasty mm-hmm. and really listless and he's behaving weird and he starts having these fever nightmares and saying crazy things. And then he's screaming and uh, wailing and going crazy and then he poops himself to death and you bury him. And then next week, Aunt May is pasty and you're like, oh, that's kind of creepy. And then she starts acting kind of listless. And you're like, Aunt May, Aunt May, Aunt May. She's like, huh? It's like seeing them being taken over by the same spirit or possession that took over. And so it's just like that natural fear of like being taken over by the other. And how else would you feel but that they're being overcome by that same thing Uncle Ben was? Okay, so we started at the Smithsonian. <laughs> the Smithsonian. Uh-huh. And then we went to New England. Love that clam chowder. We clam chowder. We went to Rhode Island. And then you were like, there's real vampires. Mm-hmm. Also, no, everyone was just sick. And Aunt May and Peter <laughs> Parker. Was there was there real vampires going around doing any sucking? I want to see the suck. Give you, me the suck. Dylan, after knowing Rylan for so long, you should know that the first thing he says to you is always a lie. It's always a lie. Every time. Huh. Say you were born. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Now, this is a crazy <laughs> hypothesis, but I'll go along with it. Say you were born a, hun- a century ago from 2012. Okay. In, in New England. Jesus uh, actually, let's make it like a century and 20 years, okay? So you are a 20-year-old. From 2012? <laughs> from what 2012. Make it a century and five years from 1996? Yeah, how about that? And then you are are alive then are there real vampires yes there are okay there are real vampires just you're wrong and there aren't but you think that there are oh yeah so you're telling me like vampires are in the heart right not in the, yes okay, that's what i'm in saying the physical space yes this is what ryan's trying to say die of tb Live it or leave it. Hey, Ryland, I leave it. I don't want to die of dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) But what if it gave you immortality and you could turn into a bat? Oh, is that? He's got you there. You got me Mm because syphilis turns you into a bat and you live forever, right? You'll know that (laughs) there's vampire communities now that are very real and don't just have to exist in my heart of hearts. Ryland, uh, do you know about these babies? People live in the lifestyle, uh, Ryland. I know Cam does because um, Cam's into that. I don't think those people guys are real. Up. They are not people. real. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh, they're not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. My, only Ryland's chlamydia vampires are yeah, real. Mine are just He's silly real. fake ones. Yes. No, people. People meet up on message boards on the internet Mm -hmm. and they go to each other's houses and they have tastings of what you might ask blood. They sip each other's blood. That's real. Also, is that a good way to get 
all kinds of diseases. There's also psychic vampires that just are really obnoxious and they're taxing on your like social currency. Hey, you know, after you've been socializing for a while, you can't stand talking to people anymore. <laughs> What's up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. So there's psychic vampires. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to talk to you, you, guys. And you Hey, and they slowly suck the life out <laughs> of you by just being so fucking Come obnoxious until you're completely <laughs> depleted, and somehow they just get more and more energy, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm a vampire. <laughs> leave it. <laughs> All right. So the cams will leave it. Dylan's will leave it. Well, I guess I'm going to have to live it. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> is that kink related cam? Those Everything is kink related. That's true. Or at the very least, kink adjacent. Do you think it was Aunt May's kink to dig up <laughs> Uncle Ben's bloated body and carve his stuff out with a rusty spoon? I'm not afraid oh, of modern Peter. day vampires. I am afraid of dead people, though, so... I don't know that I believe you, Ryland. I feel like if you were in the same room as one of those blood-tasting parties, you you couldn't handle listening to my toe superstitions. Oh. <sighs> That's not blood. Oh, I just hate nails. It is blood. Nails. Yeah. Toenails. Toenails, fingernails. I hate stuff with those. But, okay. All right. Imagine this. You're in this room filled with dorky posers who are like, oh, I like to drink blood because I'm a fucking idiot. Or you're in a room with a corpse and you have to sleep there, which is scarier. (laughs) Geeks for sure. Geeks are always scarier, and these people have syringes and are like pumping each Ew, other. What? Yes, this is what I'm, I'm not. They pour it into glasses and they drink it like it's a fucking Jamba Juice, yeah, bro. That's gross and dorky as all hell. It's not scary though. Here's the thing: is the people who are moving around can do something are a little bit more scarier, and also we're speaking from a font of deep social anxiety. Which a corpse, a corpse is never going to ask you what your weekend plans are. Mm-hmm. So they're a lot less scary than any walking human being. Cam, that reminds me. Have you seen, have you seen that episode of The Office? Oh God, it's oh happening. God, it's so funny. Wait, do you guys know? Um, <laughs> get back, beast. There's this. Sta- beast, get back. I love this stand up. <laughs> All right. Cam a lot. You know, usually cost about $30,000 per lifestyling session. Uh, so, you know, when the Prince of Monaco rings up my phone or when uh, top leading business executives realize they need a switch up and they hire my or Dylan or Ryland's lifestyling expertise, it's usually about 30 K up, up top for a, for a con- consultation. But I thought it would be nice to give the people an example of what we do. Some lifestyling. Uh, so we're going to be doing some lifestyling for the Oracle of Delphi. And uh, just some background info for uh, some of our listeners who might not be from ancient Greece. The Pythia uh, from the ancient Greek was the name of the high priestess. The Sorry. The Pythia from ancient Greek was the name of the high priestess of the Temple of Apollo at Delphi, who also served as the Oracle, commonly known as the Oracle of Delphi. We're just pulling all this stuff straight from Facebook, you guys. Common knowledge. Her profile page? Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is her about section. I don't know from her Facebook. 
famous all over ancient Greece as being the place to go to get your soothsaid, to get your fortunes forfeited, to get the lowdown on your future events. You'd go to the Oracle of Delphi. Uh, one of the main stories claimed that the Pythia delivered oracles in a frenzied state induced by vapors rising from a chasm in the rock, and that she spoke gibberish, which priests interpreted as the enigmatic prophecies and turned them into poetic dactylic hexameters preserved in Greek literature. So y'all, lifestyling for the Oracle of Delphi. I should ask you guys a few questions, because y'all know you got to accessorize to win the prize. Right. So we're going to do a little lifestyling for the Oracle of Delphi. First thing I got to ask you, your robes and your giant draperies hanging from the ceiling. What fabric? What pattern? What are y'all doing? So people are coming to me trying to get advice trying to get their fortunes You're huffing psychedelics. Right. You're convulsing madly mm-hmm. and going in tongues. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and, you know, you really got to get the titties out when you're shaking around like that. Yeah. Um, so, like, for me, I'm definitely keyword gossamer. Okay, it's got to be a little bit translucent. Right. Uh-huh. It's got to drift in the air. Yeah. It's got to sway. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then here's the thing: less is not more. More is more. It's confusing. Any Agreed. other way to say it? Agreed. Okay. So I need hundreds of these billowy drapes hanging from the ceiling Ooh. in my cave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alexander the Great wants to know if he's going to take over Eurasia. He's he's putting. Draperies aside, where is it? Where is the oracle? So it's real sexy, it's real mysterious, and I'm there getting my curves curved. Yeah. I'm I'm totally going with uh a a clear plastic robe. Um like a shower curtain. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. but it's completely <laughs> yes. translucent. However, yes. I also buy a fog machine and I button up my robe tightly and I pump oh. fog up into it and seal off the tops like around my wrist and my neck. So, so you're like a sumo wrestler <laughs> whose body is made of fog. <laughs> <laughs> but as I am like thrusting and moving about, you see it like break through the fog every now and then. My body, you're like, oh, whoa, what was that? He just thrusted that something. I saw a flash of something in the mist of his body. Uh, and and uh, the the things hanging down from the walls. It's all gonna be those those bead curtains that you walk through to get into a hippie's bedroom uh and they are going to be every uh two feet so just because i like the noise uh so you're just walking through it and hearing that uh as you see my smoky hot bod (laughs) oh i can see it you really painted a picture for me you guys, I think I'm going to do a little different oracle work than what we've seen from y'all. I think gibberish is admirable. I think it's classic. It's the Coke classic of oracle work. Right. I'm I'm going a route that's maybe a, a little more uh, trendy hip recent. I 
we'll have someone approach my altar. I'm, 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 I'm up. Okay. I don't have as much titty meat, I think as Ryland and Cam do. So I'm going to have to just get some juicy cutlets to, to kind of like tape on there. I think I'm going to go to the store and just get some, some raw chicken breast. Uh, Sometimes I can go weeks at a time without replacing them. So it can get a little breast bikini. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm standing up there. I'm, I'm, I'm posed. I'm wearing my crown. I'm on top of my throne. And they say, you know, they ask me whatever question they're looking for. Uh, Alexander the Great's looking for, for, uh, for, for, for advice. And I say 18, I would like 18. And my assistants go, all right, 18 boneless buffalo bangs. We'll be right back. And I say, no, no, no. Bone in. And they say, oh, we keep, we forget every single time we do this. We're so sorry. And they come back with the 18 bone in buffalo wings. And Alexander the Great kind of just stands there, hands on his hips. He's checking his watch a little bit, just watching me scarf down these 18 spicy garlic wings. And when I'm finished, I'm just like slurping them right off my fingies. I put all the bones in a, in a big bucket and I roll them and I rick and a raking and a rooking and a rocking and a rolling. And then I just throw them all on the ground and I scatter some bones and you read the bones is how, is how you, you, you get my future predictions. See, that's legit. And that's a great, that's a great take on it. Not unlike tea leaves. Yeah. And I think I'd recommend for that style of oracling, I'd recommend that all of your drapery be made of terry cloth because then you just have hundreds of hand towels hanging Ooh, from the ceiling. How's about sham wows? Sh- big long sham wows. Big Because <laughs> it gets it gets messy in your oracle hole, doesn't it? Yeah. It gets real messy in your oracle hole. So Cam and Ryland kind of have these smoky, foggy, chiffon, gossamer, glistening, gold jeweled oracle temples. Dylan. I've got I've got the sawdust on the floor. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that part, that ultra absorbent mm-hmm. sawdust mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. throw over vomit We're when a kid gets sick at school. Here, yeah. Let me tell you. And then unfortunately, those those sweet little breasty cutlets get obscured during uh, the second phase because I've got my bib on mm-hmm. and I got my big pla- plastic. We can bib. see the outline. It, it says it's eaten time <laughs> and it's got my face and a fork and knife on it. Oh that, boy! Yeah, that's Dylan's chicken. I'm really oracle. seeing you in a hotel bathrobe. Like it definitely has the big H for help. I thought you said a hotel bathroom. And <laughs> I, I am seeing you with your feet above your head in a hotel bathroom. I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to re, re redo everything I just said. Alexander the Great is meeting me in the bathroom of my hotel room at the Hilton Garden Inn, and he, he knocks on the door and I yell, "It's open!" And he he walks into the bathroom and I've just got the blow dryer underneath my my undercarriage. I'm like, hold on. We're, we're almost. All right. What do you need? <laughs> what uh, do you need? And then I and then I order my takeout and we do the we shake the bones, roll the dice and, and uh, Ooh, we see what's shake what. the bones. Shake the bones <laughs> is an interesting way. Interesting way of saying you had sex with Alexander. Yeah, the yeah we know well, where you were going with it. All right, you guys. Second major facet. Ambiance. In your oh. oracle cave, what soundtrack do you have playing back there? I'm a simple man. I'm a classic man, so it's Bjork all the way. Mm. It's Bjork. He's making. She's making. 
sounds in each one. I'm flailing. I'm flipping. I'm flopping. I'm tricking. Arguably the most famous oracle we have today. Mm-hmm. She is very well, known for Cam, her future uh, The most recent winner of Eurovision, uh, the beginning of her song, I feel like you could play on loop. It goes a little something like this. Yes. <laughs> and that'll be good. And that'll go really well on Dylan's soundtrack because it'll remind people of his chicken cutlet breasts. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ryland, um, what, what's your personal soundtrack? Okay. Well, does Smokey the Bear have a theme song? Are you sure he does? <laughs> Let's go there. Okay. Okay. So Ryland's theme song is going to sound like this. And he's convulsing. <laughs> Smoke shooting every which way out of his sleeves and between his buttons. <laughs> you could just see just me. imagine like your civilizations on the brink of war, all out war, and the world feels like it's ending. And you want future for my children. You walk into church and this is playing. <laughs> <laughs> you see my junk in the, the smoke. <laughs> you see, oh, you definitely see his grapes pressed against that smoky plastic. I imagine he's kind of just toddling around, and he at some point loses his balance, and he's kind of just floundering. He's there on his stomach, and nobody's helping him up. Oh, it's a smoky and little the song sumo ends, boy. And then it starts again. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Dylan, what's your soundtrack? I think we all could have guessed this. It's just Yakety Sax on loop. And it goes a little something like this. <laughs> As you're blow drying your underneath your robe in your bathroom. Yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. Oh, all right, you guys. I think we almost have this Oracle's life really figured out. Um, there's just one important part we're missing. Delivered oracles in a frenzied state induced by vapors rising from a chasm in the rock. So, what psychedelic gas do I shoot through your crack to get mm. you seeing the future? Take your pick your poison. What uh, what psychedelic vapor gas are we shoving well, through your chasm? Let's go in the order that we've been going in. What's yours? I think the thing for me is the just bottled smell of Chick Fil A. Because if that's coming up at you in a hot vent and you're in ancient Greece and there's no Chick-fil-A within miles, Mm -hmm. then you will begin hallucinating very quickly. Uh, But you also feel very sensual because Chick-fil-A sandwich is a very sensual sandwich. Uh, Mine would be. uh, So I want my my Smokey the Bear. fog filled plastic robe routine to be high energy uh so i'm gonna pump my room full of ammonia uh ammonia inhalant (laughs) uh which is actually what they use for smelling salts so when you when you see uh those boxers in the movies sniffing smelling salts to like wake up because they just got punched in the face that's they're actually sniffing ammonia uh, apparently I just Googled it. Uh, <laughs> and so I just want to have whenever I take it a whiff of that, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, I'm ready. Snaps you away. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be very high energy. So get ready for that. Wow. Um, 
gosh, that's scary. The <laughs> idea that Rylan's going to be on something that's going to make him more excited and awake than he already usually is. Eight years into my career, it's been going fine so far, but people around the kingdom are starting to whisper. They're like, well, Dylan's 400 pounds now, and he's just eating about 64 hot wings a day. And we can't get him out of that Hilton. We are running out of chickens. <laughs> he is stuck in that Hilton. That is his home now. Uh, we don't know how we're feeling about this, but people, you know, they need, they need advice. They're going to do what they got to do. So they keep seeing me and I keep getting more and more hot wings, but there's going to come a time. There are two new kids on campus. Their names are Cam and Ryland. And it turns out they're dishing out that hot, hot, good, good. Mm-hmm. And, People are getting kind of sick of going to the edge of town off a of, off of exit 128 to visit Dylan's Hilton Garden Inn. And uh, the time comes. I finally get indicted for false oracle charges. But what the police don't know is that every time they come visit me, they're like, gosh, he's just covered in his own filth. He's just a sweaty buffalo sauced up sawdust boy. Like it should smell worse in here, but it. It's just smelled like a middle school locker room this whole time, but in a good way. I'm talking about that Axe body spray that Dylan's been constantly. He's just got those little canisters everywhere with tape on the top, just holding it open. So it's constantly leaking out that sweet Axe juice that all middle school boys is the siren song for middle school girls. Not true. Maybe works for other middle school boys, though, who haven't quite. (laughs) And so... The police bust down my door. They go freeze. And I'm like, I couldn't move in the first place. And they're like, well, don't start now. You're under arrest, Oracle Bragasa. And that's when I say, well, boys, it's been swell. (gasps) Oh, no. And I pull a lighter out of my pocket. Oh, no. And I ignite that Hilton Garden in. Bye-bye. I don't go to jail for no one. We wow. should have seen it coming, but he was the oracle. Yeah. Well, you guys, um, I think we've done a favor for the people. We've let them see what the most important per- people in the world are paying thousands of dollars to get a taste of. And I think we can all deduct this from our taxes as charity work. Mm-hmm. So that's like a $30,000 charity deduction for each of us on our taxes. Gosh. So that almost makes it feel like it's not charity at all, because I'm going to make so much money off of this. Yeah, I'm going to get about a $30,000 check from the government <laughs> here. Is that how it works? Uh, that's exactly how, it, that's how the tax code works. Yeah, that's how tax code works. Um, that's cool. That's, uh, that's how it works. Um, but uh, before we leave the people, let's, um, let's do a live it or leave it. Be in the Delphi, Oracle Delphi. Live it or leave it. Oracle Delphi, it seems minimal trappings. She just hangs out on a mountain. She does some yodeling and she's got her her gossamer garments. So that is going to be a leave it. But for the Oracle life I laid out for myself, that's a hundred percent live it going up in flams. And that's really the beauty of lifestyling. You can take a lifestyle that is a little humdrum and not too much fun little accessorizing, a little twist, a little saucon of style, and suddenly you've got an in-demand way of living. Rylan, how about you? Uh, original Oracle of Delphi. Um, don't know a lot about her. 
However, I do know that I like dolphins and uh, I like the way that they swim at the front of a boat. Like it's sort of like, hey, we got a little friend here who's just tagging along and it's just it's a cool human animal interaction. So I'm going to go live it uh, for smoke, uh, Smokey the Ryland uh, Oracle. Uh, I'm not a good dancer. That might that m- what? <laughs> But the whole, the whole town. You promised. You got the whole town. Oh, uh, yeah. You said it was worth people dying just so that you could teach us all how to dance. <laughs> we drove our car right towards that tractor on that road for you. I, you said you could dance. I think my real gift is uh, being so bad that I inspire people to be better. So they're like, oh, yeah, wow. I actually could do this and I could do it way that's better the than the guy who's telling me to. So that's that's the key to being a good boss, actually. Uh, just being so shitty that you encourage your workers to be better than you. Um, so Alexander the Great comes to death, <laughs> wades to the many beads to the center chamber to see the future and asks the oracle. Will I ever win that dance competition? And then he watches Footloose, Kevin Bacon, Ryland Warner, Smokey the Oracle, convulsed <laughs> disgustingly with his two left feet and his complete lack of proprioception. Alexander's like, it's like he has no idea where any other part of his body is. It's like his mind thinks he's an octopus, but his body knows he's a gorilla. And I definitely have the confidence now. I know I can win that dance competition. <laughs> If he can dance this terribly, I'm no near nowhere near as bad as Ryland. <laughs> okay, I guess you're right. I'm I'm made for this, so I'm gonna have to live it. For me, I gotta say, um, obviously I've improved the position ten times over. All of us have, so I definitely lean towards the new style. But even with the old style of being the Oracle at Delphi, room and board is paid for, food's paid for. And all of my drugs are paid for. I don't have to pay for my psychedelic gases. I have them piped right up into my crack. Okay. So that's a great way to live. And then on top of that, thinking about your dating life. Okay. All of the kings, queens, and important people of ancient Greece are coming through your door. And as soon as you see one sexy, sexy person come through. Oh, hi, Alexander. What do they call you? The great? I can see why. Oh, what do I see in your future? Oh, I, I see. It's the strangest thing. I see coffee and I see you. You're, you're smiling. You're having a great time. You're having very natural conversation. It's flowing. You're learning a lot about whoever you're with and who are you with. It's, oh my God, it's me. <gasps> hey, handsome. <gasps> wow. So, so uh, I think it's pretty obvious. Live it. Love. Love your love. Love your live. Love the love the life you live. Love. love the live you life. <laughs> I love the Oracle of Dolphins. This is Life Pile <laughs> Podcast, the only podcast with a cocktail named after it. We want to thank aliens for the tech. We want to thank ancient Sumerians for inventing clay pots. We want to thank Scott Davis for making the music for the show. 
coincidentally, an ancient Sumerian himself. Yeah, isn't that fun? Uh, if you are listening to the show and giving it five-star reviews on apple.itunes.edu.com.vodka.ninja.org.gov, we want to thank you. And if you're recommending this show to your friends and family, we want to thank you because it helps them find the right way to live and it helps us find listeners, so we sure appreciate it. We want to thank you if you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Grinder, the hot new podcast everybody's getting into. <laughs> we want to thank people for writing in to lifepileshow at gmail.com. Keep on writing in, everybody. We love your letters, and we will read them. Oh, just any kind of letters? Are any what we want? kind of letters. Everybody write in and say, Rylan's right. Those other two are wrong. I can't even remember their names, but Rylan <laughs> is so right. Write them in. We don't have any fan art yet, but there's a big old space on my fridge cleared uh, off for it. So if you got some fan art, send it in and we'll thank you. Draw me as Knuckles, Dylan as Sonic, and Cam as a naked Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> It's just round, so round. <laughs> That's for Ryland's fridge. Uh, for Cam's fridge, if you could please do some life pile yaoi, uh, that would be great. Is that how you pronounce it? Why yeah. not? Yaoi. We want to thank you if you're keeping up with our work outside the podcast. This week, if you want to catch me, I will be backpacking through Greece looking for cracks and rocks that make me trip balls. Dylan, where can we catch you? Uh, you guys, I'm going to be in my apartment this week. Gosh, I'm kind of in my apartment week after week after week after week after. That's just relatable content, though. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Millennia! So I'm going to be in my apartment this week, deeply insulated in a foil parka that's just protecting me from the heat. And I'm just going to be cool as a button. Mm. And if you guys want to catch me this week, uh, I got hired uh, for a gig. Uh, I'm going to be doing a little magic show at a vampire get together. <laughs> showing them what cool really is and showing them how fucking dorky they are. And I'm going to be walking around being like, I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you as they drink their own blood. Fucking loot. Like, seriously, that is so dorky. Just drinking each other's blood. That's, that's so nerdy. Like, put on your glasses and go home. With context that is coming from a magician whose magic act is him describing doing <laughs> magic tricks. <laughs> well, the thing about vampire parties is they do it in the dark. So, I gotta. I just, I gotta do it with my words and not my actions, you know? You need a magic podcast where you just describe how to do magic tricks. Every week, a new hour-long special. You should really have your own Vegas show by this point. Yeah. I'm hooking up a deal with NPR and I put the coin into your front pocket. Oh, it's not there. Was this your card? Oh, it wasn't. All right. How, how about get that wrong? How about this card? <laughs> this is Life Pile. Light your life on fire. Life pile.